0: been a real treat all day to be able to hear from this person that I'm going to welcome up. Uh, he's been a part of our family here and part of the church here for some years, and we get a chance to have these all-of-life interviews, which primarily focuses on vocation. Um, oftentimes we'll hear stories of what God is doing in an individual's life, um, and sometimes calling and where God's calling them. but we have someone who is being called or sent around the world to do a particular project that you guys will get a chance to hear from, and also a little bit more of his personal journey uh, with many of the people in this room and throughout this church. So would you guys do me a favor and give a warm welcome to Ted Willis as he makes his way to the stage? All right, so we're not going to have the awkward transition. This is the third time, so we're good at this. So I'm not going to tell you to introduce yourself when I just did, so I did that twice already. Tell us who you are. (laughs) Tell us what you're about to do over the next year, God
1: willing. Sure. So until very recently, uh, I've been working as a videographer for a website here in town. And as of Friday, I'm unemployed. So that's kind of exciting because I'm about to go on this trip that Ricardo was talking about. Now, it's not just going to be this indefinite vacation millennial fantasy, although it is like kind of that. But there's a bigger goal behind it. So I'm going to be trying to use my skill set and posture myself as a student of vulnerable people and going into really difficult places and trying to um, uncover the beauty there. and what that looks like practically is I'm going, I have a YouTube channel and I'm going to be doing a vlog and most of you guys know what a vlog is but some of the people at the morning service didn't know what a vlog was and so it's a video blog uh, where I talk to the camera and like kind of show what is going on in the day-to-day that I'm doing. Um, and so that'll look like a lot of traveling and just kind of that sort of stuff but then the other part is I'm going to be seeking after these stories and trying to tell the stories of marginalized people and um, uncovering the, the hope that is hopefully uh, amongst some of those situations. Uh, I mean, some of them are pretty dire, but I'm hoping to find some some nuggets of good things because we live in a time where it's really easy to be afraid of people we don't know, um, be afraid of those people over there, and um, push them further away. Like, I'm thinking of people like Muslims or LGBT people or um, Refugees and the best way to break down those barriers of fear is to hear personal stories from the very people that We are afraid of or the very people that are marginalized. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do and we live in um, a very media centric world, but these marginalized folks often don't have a voice because the people with a voice are the people that have the power, they have the, the spotlight on them, and so what will it look like to actually give a voice to some of these people that don't typically have one? And I think there's a lot of wisdom to glean from folks that are on the fringes, and I want to see what it is, so that's kind of what I'm doing.
0: So you, if we heard you correctly, you're going to be traveling around the world, hearing from Marginalized people. Yes. Asking questions and being a learner.
1: Yeah, so yeah, posturing myself as like that, being that student, um, I'm not trying to go in and write everything and try to be the solution of all these problems that are all around the world. I'm just trying to learn and ask questions and um, see how God transforms me through the least of these. I mean, in theory that's that's that sounds like it could be a really good thing, um and I don't really know what it'll end up looking like um, in practice, but
0: okay, so give us your journey to say how did you get there, and from your own personal experience and your walk with the Lord to get you to the point where you would want to do something like this and then actually prepare for the past two years or so and and make it happen. This is no longer just an idea, this is something that's about to happen here really quick
1: yeah so A lot of my friends that are here, they've heard me talk about this project for a long time and are probably ready for me to just leave and stop talking about it. Um, But while the project itself has been being prepared for for about a year and a half, two years, um, the themes in it that that God's been drawing me to run a lot deeper and go a lot farther back. So about seven years ago, I decided to really submit everything to following jesus and and when when god calls us to follow him he asks for all of us right we are doing this all of life talk because there's there's not supposed to be any aspect of us as a person that we hold back from jesus and so i was like okay no i want to do that i know it's going to be messy it's going to be hard well let's go for it and the first thing that he started bringing up was like all these all of like, the shame and guilt and um, dark things that I had no intention of sharing with other people. And the biggest one is my sexual attraction to other guys. And that's like, for the longest time, that was something I was like, you know what? That might be a thing. I'm just going to shove it as far deep down as I can, and I'm never going to talk about it, and it'll be fine. And the idea of talking about it from a stage with like all these really bright lights... Um, I would have rather died. So God's been working on me, and it's been really, really good. Um, but very, very painful. One of the most beautiful things that he brought me through was this idea of, like, I just want to be true to who I am, and I want to be authentic, and I don't want to be faking some, something or going through some just actions that I think I'm supposed to. But what does truth look like? Um... And basically where I landed was that the truest form of TED that I can be is the version of TED that is just submitting everything to Jesus and figuring out what that looks like. And so that's what I've been trying to do. Um, and it's been, it's been beautiful, but it's been really, really difficult. Um, and through that, one of the really cool things that God's been teaching me is what it's like to hurt And it's given me an ability through a lot of tears and a lot of really hard conversations um, to understand other people that are deeply, deeply hurting. Uh, It's not just like uh, the section of like sexuality uh, and hurting with that stuff, but anything. Um, And he's given me a little taste of what it's like to be a part of a group that's marginalized, that's a minority, that isn't understood, that's often feared, and um, it's easier for me to relate to other minority groups that might be pushed to the side or cast out or walls put up between. So that's been really, really beautiful, but also really, really difficult. Um, but that that's what God's in the business of redeeming and... Last week, Will used this quote that I love. He's told it to me before, Um, but grace is like water. It flows downhill and pools in the deepest of places, or in the lowest of places. I'm paraphrasing. But so, so I've experienced in my life grace pooling in this really, really low place. And it's inspired me to seek out other low places around the world in other circumstances and see what it looks like for grace to pool there and see if I can tell stories of grace um, and maybe that looks like like a God moving through church and missionaries or maybe it looks like some other form of, of hope or positive thing that can start to break down those walls and I just want to be a little part of God bringing Shalom back to his creation and. I don't know, I'm really excited for what it could look like. And so a little shameless plug, if you want to follow along, I encourage you to just search Ted Willis, W-I-L-L-I-S, on YouTube and subscribe. And I'll be posting videos there and hopefully get to be telling some of these stories. Um, yeah, so that's the, that's the deal.
0: So you you said, I'm mean, going to give you two more questions, all right? So Great. maybe off you know. My brain's
1: yep. all mushy after being here all yeah. day. And yeah. like now now thing. you know I'm always cussing and stuff <laughs> at the service.
0: So there's a, <laughs> you said something earlier that I think is unique from your perspective, uh, being who you are, that giving who you are, your racial makeup, et cetera, that it is easy to not engage. And so that, I think, personally, that was pretty profound for you to even have um, that perspective and then to communicate it. And I want to make sure that they heard you say that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, See, I like leave out little good nuggets that I plan on saying. Um, So yeah, so uh, through this struggle, God's given me this experience of um, a minority, um, being a part of a minority that's kind of oppressed, right? But as a white American English-speaking male... Basically, every other area of my life is, I've been given a position of power and privilege. And with that position of power and privilege, it's really easy to choose to not see other people's disadvantages, whether that's racial disadvantages, whether it's gender disadvantages, whether it's socioeconomic or um, citizenship disadvantages. Uh, People with positions of power and privilege get to choose whether they see it. That's part of the privilege. And so what's been really beautiful is God using this little area of brokenness in my life to give me the ability to empathize with other folks that are hurting and push the fringes. So, yeah.
0: Okay, last question. So there's a lot of people here who don't know you, but plenty of people here who love you a lot and who you love a lot. And um, what would be something you would say that has been your experience of being a part of a spiritual community that has fostered the shaping and forming that God has used to get you to where you are now, which I know you don't think that you're at the end of a journey, but I mean, you are somewhere that you are further along than maybe where you were seven years ago. So explain some of those things that would be helpful for us. Sure. So I've been a part of Redemption for five years now, a little over five years,
1: and it's been amazing. This is my community. These are the people I live life with, and God has used this body of people to shape me, to shape who I am, to shape how I see the world, and I mean, there's, I couldn't, it would take forever to list all of the little ways that um, God's used this group of people to care for me, through not only through this really painful season, but Just showing me how to care for the marginalized, but a couple of things. Um, One big thing is that I was able to walk alongside other Christians that love God so much and know Him more intimately than me and see what it looks like to care for people that aren't like me or are pushed on the fringes. Jim's going to be talking about. Refugees today and my first experience of redemption was working with Jim and going into Refugee communities in Phoenix and I grew up in Phoenix and I had no idea that there were refugees living Next to me and I didn't even know that was a thing and so getting to See people model that for me was God used that to like shape my heart and and Give me an ability to like care for those needs another thing is Like, five years ago, I was really in the thick of trying to figure out this whole sexuality thing. I haven't figured it out. There's no, like, period on the end of that sentence, but it was, like, really, really hard then, and a lot of people, including Ricardo, came alongside me and just wanted to love me through it, and what that looked like was inviting me to live life with them, inviting me into their families, inviting me into their friend groups, eating meals with me, um, and just, just... Doing life with me, that letting me be um, honest and myself, and uh, struggle and cry and talk, and also stepping outside of their comfort zone to figure out what does it look like to love me specifically, and like that's something that Jesus calls us to do—to love sacrificially, not just love what we're comfortable with. And so, a little example—it's kind of funny, but it's—it was huge—is. It if you guys know Ricardo, he's not the most like touchy-feely guy, but for me, like I, for me to feel like really loved by someone, I'm a big hugger, but it's important for my friends to give me huge hugs, and I've been hugely blessed because many of my friends like to do that, and genuinely, naturally express their love for me that way, and Ricardo stepped outside of his comfort zone, and was like, I need to learn how to be a better hugger, and he's He's hugely improved. He's a good hugger now. So, I mean, it is, it is kind of funny, but it was, it, I, especially knowing that that was outside of his comfort zone and knowing that he decided, like, no, I'm going to step out and choose to do this and choose to love you this way made me feel even more loved and cared for.
0: Um, so, yeah, that was really beautiful. Well, you, you may or may not know this. Hopefully you do. You are deeply loved by a lot of people, and I, I love you. Um, this hasn't just been your journey, and I'm sure every one of your friends that are here, um, if they got a chance, if we had to pass the mic time, they would talk about the journey that you've allowed them to experience, and our own um, lacking dogma in certain things, and our own inabilities to uh, walk alongside people and realize how dangerous the invitation that God gives us all. And the two most dangerous, important words are follow me. And to be able to follow Jesus truly and fully and wholly without knowing all of the answers. Um, I think you and plenty of your friends and people in our community have allowed us to, to be challenged in those areas. And so I thank you for that. Um, we, I'm going to miss you a lot because you are a really, 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 really good friend. Um, and so I'm glad that you're starting a vlog because I, I knew what that was before today. Uh, <laughs> And um, I would love for us, one of the things I told Ted is as a, as a missionary, he has to really posture himself like that because when a missionary would leave to go to another country, there are people who commit to praying and being in contact with that individual or the people and who are being sent out. And Ted is traveling around the world with video equipment and a heart for Jesus, and not everybody in the world uh, has video equipment or a heart for Jesus, um, and There are dangers, and there's insecurities, and there's there's loneliness. loneliness, My mom's here, you're going to freak her out. uh, And God's going to be with him the whole way. Uh, (laughs) But loneliness is something we all experience, even when we're around people we know that speak our same language, let alone in a a foreign land. So if you guys would, uh, as a community, let's extend, and I'm going to ask you to do something that's a little uncomfortable for you. Um, And you don't have to do it, but if you would extend your hand out as I pray and lay my hands on Ted as we send him out uh, in in a way that would be honoring the God and both honoring him and his mother who's in the audience, all right? So would you guys pray with me? Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the work of uh, transformation, the work of uh, holiness, the work of righteousness and calling, all these things, Lord, which are foreign to us that come through the power of the Spirit, the work of your Son, Jesus, and the absolute sovereign good love of a Father. Lord, we confess, Lord, that we don't know what we don't know. And yet, Lord, that which has been revealed to us that we know barely is so amazing in your grace. Father, we thank you that you call us, Lord, not to sit in our comfort, but to be very comfortable with being uncomfortable, Lord. And that's how we see the change in the world in which we live, the world that is yours, in which you are are sovereignly redeeming to yourself. We thank you for Ted his parents, his sisters, his friends, his family, the many people, Lord, who have put him in the position that he's at now, Lord, and how you have your hand and your covering upon him. We ask that you would fill him with your spirit, that you would give him discernment and the clarity and the wisdom, um, that you would give us as a people, Lord, the longevity, um, the commitment to not only just lifting me up in prayers, but contacting him, Lord, laughing with him and crying with him, um, Lord, rejoicing with him and weeping with him all the things that you call us to do to live in fellowship, God. Uh, we thank you for him. We thank you for his story. We thank you for his testimony. We thank you for the witness of Christ in his life. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for all that he has done, all that he's doing, and all that you would do in and through him. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you guys uh, thank Ted again?